You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Live streaming is huge, but combine it with commerce and you have a massive audience of digitally influenced shoppers. If, of course, you get the right message across, we'll find out how from a live streaming app doing this and more. So stay tuned for episode number 397. Cracking the code on how you can drive business results and customer connection. Equipping you to acquire, engage, and retain customers, inspiring lasting loyalty across mobile, web, apps, and more. Welcome to Mobile Presence. This week and twice a month, we bring you a special series about retention sponsored by CleverTap, a leading engagement and retention platform. Hosted by analyst, author, and top 30 mobile marketing influencer, Peggy Ann Sauls. Thank you, Ricky, and thank you for joining Mobile Presence. I'm your host, as always, Peggy Ann Saltz, mobile analyst, tech consultant, and founder at Mobile Groove. And as I said at the top of the show, it's all about live streaming. Live streaming-led commerce is driving conversion rates into the stratosphere. It's a huge market, a huge opportunity, and my guest today is a huge success because of it. His company is Bulbul TV. It's a platform that makes online shopping engaging and social, and he just made the grade with $8.7 million in funding. He's going to tell us his story, share some lessons, tell you how you can activate and monetize your own audiences here as part of Reimagine Growth, a special mini-series on retention marketing brought to you every two weeks here on Mobile Presence, brought to you by CleverTap. So I'd like to welcome my guest today, Sachin Bhatia, co-founder, CEO of Bulbul TV. Sachin, great to have you here today on my show. Thank you, Peggy. It's, 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 it's a pleasure having to speak to you. And, uh, you know, it's it's it's, of course, important to understand a little bit of background. We'll get to that in a moment. But I'm also interested in understanding just where are you coming to us from today? Uh, we're based uh, uh, 
near Delhi, which is the capital of India, in a suburb called mm. Gurgaon, which is where a lot of the tech startups are. So that's where uh, we are uh, beaming out of office. We just started office uh, post the lockdown last month. And yeah, some of us uh, make it to office every day. So it's a little bit of a mix of working from home, working in the office now. You can do that? Is it a small team? Is it a startup? Well, we are 200 people. Uh, oh. So no, it's not a small team by any stretch of imagination. But I think what we figured is that uh, folks who do a lot of uh, repetitive kind of work, you know, graphic designers, editors, studio folks, etc. Uh, mm-hmm. I think we uh, told them to work from home indefinitely. Uh, the key team uh, shows up every day and then uh, based on work, based on a schedule, uh, other folks kind of come in. We also run small mini studios out of the same facility, which is where we shoot some of our content, which we'll probably speak about later in the show. Uh, those studios have been open now for the last two months. Uh, so we obviously uh, social distancing, sanitized every um, yeah. multiple times a day, etc. But yeah, yeah. So that's absolutely get it. that. And, and um Apps, I mean, it's interesting because it sounded, you know, the energy, the excitement, the funding, it sounds like, you know, a young, scrappy sort of startup. Obviously not the case with 200 people. I'd love to hear a little bit about your background, though. I mean, you are co-founder, CEO of Bulbul TV, but you have a long track record in this. I mean, you had uh, Truly Madly, MakeMyTrip.com. Can you tell me a little bit about your sort of your career path? Uh, how you might describe your style as a founder? Are you one of those typical serial entrepreneurs? <laughs> no, I, I think uh, anything with the prefix serial doesn't really end well, does it? So no, uh, uh, th- that's not the case. Yes, I've been fortunate to be part of three startups. Uh, uh, they were startups. Make My Trip was a startup no longer. We listed on NASDAQ, but I moved out 10 years back. Uh, mm-hmm when we went public. Uh, Truly Madly is still a startup, uh, runs profitably now. It's a small business, but runs profitably now. And coincidentally, they've just raised a round of funding too, despite the pandemic. Uh, so the internal joke is it's doing much better since I moved out. Uh, so, uh, you know, so, so yeah, that's, that's there. And then uh, Bulbul, uh, we started uh, around a year and a half ago. Uh, the germ of the idea obviously came to me maybe two and a half, three years back. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, I like to, as a founder, I'm more about starting small, you know, iterating a lot uh, uh, and end of the day, just showing up daily and be the last man standing, right? Uh, mm-hmm. so that, that's at least the way I'd like to kind of look at myself. And I just want to be clear in understanding, you know, to give us a framework here, because we haven't heard of Bulbul TV. We'll be hearing a lot more about these types of platforms. Mm-hmm. And you know, if anything, it's like your QVC on steroids for a very, very young audience. And right. you've succeeded where, you know, others, Amazon, others can't or won't or have given up. I'm just curious, how is that possible? What do you see is driving or fueling your approach to commerce and community and, and ultimately uh, your numbers? Yeah, so, uh, like I said, uh, you know, India adds, uh, you know, 40 million new internet users every year, right? Uh, and this audience has will grow up, get exposed first to video. Uh, this is an audience which is, uh, uh, you know, not comfortable with product descriptions and reading product descriptions and product reviews. So they, in a way, want to be spoon-fed that information. And it also mirrors uh, the real-life shopping experience that they have. You know, in, uh, 
India still loves to go out and shop, right? If you go to smaller towns, which is really our target audience, right? Tier two, tier three towns, 83% of our transactions happen from the non top 10 cities in India, right? So unlike Amazon, uh, which is a very intent driven, uh, solitary experience, right? So if you're an English speaker, uh, you know exactly what you want. You go to Amazon, you search for it, and it's it's an amazing experience, right? But I think ours is more a discovery platform, and that's how Indians shop. Indians, uh, one, go love to go out and shop and browse. Secondly, Indians, uh, and I'm not generalizing. I mean, this is this is really what happens on the ground. Uh, in it's a very social experience, right? Friends go with friends, families go with families. Even during the week weekday, uh, we will take somebody with us with us to. To the bazaars or the markets in India, uh, mm -hmm. and I think we are, uh, you know, very much into each other's lives, right? We we uh, we dispa dispassionately kind of comment on, hey, this lipstick is looking good on you. Hey, this cushion will look nice uh, in your living room. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of that interactivity, and I think there's more importantly, there's a lot of interactivity with the shopkeeper. You know, the uh, very popular Indian trope is that uh, of a shopkeeper asking you to come in and saying, hey, don't buy anything. Uh, you know, just come and touch the product. And then obviously he or she tries to sell stuff to you, right? And then we like to touch and feel products physically. Uh, so I think that is what is driving it's, it's we, we are bringing that offline behavior online by showcasing everything on video. I can't solve for touch and feel of the products, but I can solve for everything else by having very, very relatable hosts who present products, who showcase them, who answer all your questions, uh, they are mildly aspirational, so that kind of works. But and that is what helps build trust. And I think those are some of the things that a catalog, which is what Amazon really is, can't really do, right? It's it's a it's a very one-way kind of interaction. Ours is very very interactive. Uh, so I think that's what's uh, helping us win in our uh, small little way. Uh, mm -hmm. And uh, we hope this becomes the default way where Indians would how Indians would like to shop. Well, I can say I was in Mumbai recently. Um, I can also agree that's how we shop. I enjoyed my shopping mm -hmm. that way as well. I have to admit for me a little bit more of a more social experience, something I actually got to enjoy. And another reason and another reason why I'm having you on the show is that there are so many lessons here for, mm -hmm. for companies everywhere in the world because talking about reaching these audiences, this is sort of a universal need for connection. Mm -hmm. So I think there's a lot to learn from Bulbul TV, but we do have to go to break right now, Sachin. So don't go away, listeners. We'll be right back with more after this. Mobile Presence, sponsored by CleverTap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message. Ready to do a podcast for your business? Make that podcast elevate to enterprise level. Let WebmasterRadio.fm expedite and execute your podcast to build your brand and broaden your customer base. WebmasterRadio.fm has worked with the world's biggest tech brands, Google, Yahoo, and Bing, and have worked with fast-growing brands like ShipStation and GoDaddy. Now it's your turn. Contact brasco at wmr.fm and rush your enterprise-level podcast into production at a very reasonable rate. Email brasco at wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. 
With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WMR.FM. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Sauls. And we're back to Mobile Presence, Reimagine Growth. My guest today, Sachin Bhatia. He is co-founder, CEO of Bulbul TV. And Sachin, before the break, we were talking about, you know, audience behavior, audience preference, communication, commerce, connection. Now, you're closing in on one million in your audience, but every audience starts with those first few. So I'd like to just go back a bit and talk about how did you reach them? You know, how did you engage and activate that audience? And what are some milestones since then? Yeah, so I think uh, what we did in the early days, especially uh, if I rewind to Jan, Feb of last year, uh, you know, uh, we'd whiteboarded uh, the product, we'd whiteboarded the app, uh, it was still under development. Uh, and Atit and me, uh, both the co-founders, you know, uh, uh, Atit uh, leads category and ops. I do a lot of other things. So we had very little role to play once we'd whiteboarded everything, right? And I think it's at that point in time that we uh, started creating content uh, while the app was getting developed. The tech team was working on that. We started, uh, you know, picking up products from the market from vendors we kind of enlisted back then and started creating a video a day. And at 12 o'clock every day, every afternoon, uh, we made these groups of uh, groups of women on WhatsApp, right? Uh, in tier two towns, potential uh, customers. And we would uh, shoot a video to them over WhatsApp. Every day, one video, right? And we did it on two phones. One Atit was handling and one I was handling. And we started getting orders, right? But I think more than the orders, it was really about uh, building this early community of people who suddenly, uh, you know, got exposed to this new way of, uh, you know, buying and selling. Uh, and these were obviously pre-recorded videos, uh, started sending it to them, uh, people started buying, uh, people started asking us questions on those WhatsApp, you know, how does this work, what is the warranty, what are the color options, size options, blah, blah, blah. And more importantly, I think they told us about the kind of products they would want, right? So I think those two months were very, very interesting and those were really the first baby steps we took towards this whole interactive uh, video commerce space. And then mm -hmm. in March is when we finally launched the app. And then obviously used uh, this base to at least uh, popularize uh, the app, got the same women to download the app, did a bit of a referral program with them, asked them to enlist other people. Also, the girls who were creating content for us, our hosts, they started distributing that content on WhatsApp, on Instagram, on YouTube, etc. And encouraging people to buy and download the app. So I think th that was really how we mm -hmm. started the process. And then obviously, like everyone else, uh, you know, advertised a bit on uh, Google and Facebook and then later on TikTok. Uh, uh, and now we obviously use uh, this uh, community of influencers, micro-influencers that we have to distribute content and uh, onboard uh, customers for us. Very smart too, because it's very much sort of word of mouth, uh, micro-influencers. So it, it fits with that craving for authenticity. You know, there are enough places you can go that uh, sort of, you know, are more like the QVCs of the world. This is about people, this is very social. How about the engagement itself? It's one thing to sort of get that community started, but then you have to build. So how do you scale? I guess a big part of this was reaching people in the right way, 
at the right time? Uh, so I think two things, right? One is uh, one is just new customer acquisition, right? And mm-hmm. that's all, like I said, you do Google, Facebook, you do TikTok, you have these influencers. But I think more importantly, if you have to build a sustainable e-commerce business, uh, especially in India, you have to have a view that you will wean yourself off Google and Facebook because performance marketing can only get you uh, uh, you know, get you so far, right? Eventually, it depends on a lot of organic traffic. So you do a lot of brand building. Brand building comes from, you know, communication. One obviously you do brand brand ads, etc. But it also comes from just uh, having, uh, you know, being very customer focused. Uh, we were from day one, even when you know, we we launched on the fourth of March, and we probably did ten transactions that day. We already set up a small call center, right? Old world call center, uh, no smart chatbots, uh, you know, talking to customers, et cetera, old world, call us up if there's a problem, call us up if you have a question and we'll answer it. And I think that's gone a long way in uh, establishing Bulbul as a brand because people in smaller towns, probably this is one of their early e-commerce transactions or probably their first e-commerce transaction. It gives them a lot of confidence that they can hear a voice at the other end saying, hey, your stuff will get delivered. Hey, you had a problem, we'll refund or we'll replace Uh it. So I think that's gone a long way in establishing the brand and that then gets people back. And then obviously on the product side, uh, we've used notifications very, very effectively. And uh, thanks to, uh, you know, clever trap that we work with, uh, uh, you know, to, to, to drive people back. I think uh, people have tons of apps. People are very, very distracted uh, on their phones and notifications is I think the only way and the smartest way to kind of remind them that, Hey, we are still on your app and hey, we are open for business, right? Uh, so I think uh, we've used notifications uh, very effectively both. Uh, and, and I think we've, we've done that in the last four or five months, right? I think in the early days, there was so much else that we were optimizing that notifications were, you know, uh, was, was something good to have, but it wasn't mm-hmm. extremely critical for us. But then we've realized over time, especially working with CleverTap that, hey, uh, this can make a huge difference. Uh, and, uh, you know, we've segmented our users, we've figured out uh, at what points in, t- in the day do we send notifications to get a higher click-through rate, what kind of notifications get a higher click-through rate, both from a content and a creative perspective. Uh, you know, one of the insights, I was looking at data recently and I realized that, so we do, now we do three types of notifications when it comes to uh, language, right? So we do notifications in English. We do notifications in Hindi, which is our uh, India's largest language. And we do notifications in Hindi, but using English alphabets, right? Mm-hmm. Interestingly, uh, you know, uh, the, the notifications which by far perform the best are the ones which we do in Hindi, but with English alphabets, right? Uh, so that was very, very okay. interesting for us to kind of learn. And the click-through rates are, uh, you know, nearly double of 2x of, uh, of the Hindi notifications, right? So I think uh, we've we've learned a lot of this. this, Some of this stuff might be obvious to some of the traditional e-commerce companies, but we've had to kind of learn it ourselves. And it's been an interesting uh, interesting journey for us to to learn all of this and optimize. So that's an interesting best practice around around language. That must have something to do with the experience, you know, the smartphone, the, the keypad. What are some other best practices you can share? Maybe around the tone of notifications, the frequency of notifications. You mentioned it yourself. What have you learned? What can you share? You know, you mentioned frequency, which is interesting, right? So I think uh, uh, what we realized was that we were at some point sending too many notifications and people were either switching them off 
or actually uninstalling the app, right? It just became a bit too much because, you know, nobody was focusing on it. Uh, uh, if one category manager wanted a notification to be sent for shoes, uh, uh, he, he was free to send it. If another category manager, if she wanted to send notification for electronics, uh, we were kind of sending it. And then there were all the system generated notifications, right? So I think once we took stock of it a few months ago, uh, you know, we realized we're just doing too much. So now we do notifications, you know, uh, say four times a day, and we've now figured out time slots in which we get the best, you know, click-through rates, for example. So I think in our case, if I recall data I saw last, I think it's 10 a.m., uh, 12 p.m., 5, and I think 10 p.m. in the night again, right? That kind of works uh, exceedingly well for us. Hmm. Uh, I think the other thing we've realized is that the, uh, uh, you know, notifications which have images on them, they obviously work uh, very, very well and click-through rates increase uh, significantly if the creative is interesting. Uh, and also if it's something topical, you know, if the, the, the copy or the image uh, is, uh, is relatable to something which is happening in the news, something which is trending, those kind of notifications, uh, uh, you know, uh, get, uh, get a far kind of higher click-through rate. Uh, than a lot of other uh, stuff that we do. So I think, uh, you know, put, putting together all of this, I've seen that uh, our daily traffic just from notifications has actually gone up by 2.7, 2.75x, right? Nearly 3x. Wow. Uh, just by focusing on uh, on some of these things. And, you know, uh, uh, these things might seem like hygiene to a lot of people, but I think uh, you need to really focus on them. You need to really have somebody in the company who's, kind of life depends on making sure that these metrics, uh, uh, you know, uh, improve over time. Also, I think segmentation uh, in terms of the kind of notification we send to customers who we've acquired organically versus customers who we've bought through paid marketing, right? And then within paid marketing also, for example, Facebook, you know, users we acquired through Facebook, uh, the click-through rates on notification to them is higher versus uh, TikTok. TikTok is the lowest. Right. Hmm. So I think we've now understood a lot of these nuances and that's what's made our uh, notification engine much smarter over time. I was I was astounded first with those numbers that increase and uh, really appreciate the best practice here. And uh, you're here. I'm hearing in here a lot of sort of golden rules, you know, be relevant, be relatable. Um, mm -hmm. A lot that you're sharing here. We do have to go to break one final time, Sachin. So don't go away, listeners. We'll be right back. We'll talk more about best practice and also a look into the future. So don't go away. We'll be right back. Mobile Presence, sponsored by CleverTap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message. Here's the truth you need to know about podcasting. The biggest problem you face right now as a future podcaster is the myth that it takes an enormous amount of time or effort to produce a high-quality professional podcast. Luckily for you, there's a solution to your problem. If you're an online marketer who really needs to grow an audience of buyers but can't do all the heavy lifting alone, then here's the solution you're looking for. Introducing the DFY Podcasting System. Here's what you get. 30 minutes of one-on-one -on -one training a weekly podcast for you or your company, distribution to almost every podcast portal, an embeddable player for your website, an ebook called How to Podcast, created for WMR.FM show hosts, and much, much more. And best of all, 
you'll start seeing results with the DFY podcast system within a couple of weeks. You're just one podcast away from growing brand awareness and engagement in your business. Log on to podcast.wmr.fm and sign up for a deeply discounted rate today. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. Top SEOs send you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WMR.FM. Here is your host, Peggy Ann Sauls. And welcome back to Mobile Presence, Reimagine Growth. My guest, Sachin Bhatia, he is founder and CEO of Bulbul TV. And Sachin, before the break, we were talking about your approach to notifications because that's how you engage and retain your audience. But you've also learned a lot. You told me about the best practices. And we left off on segmentation, which I thought was fascinating, you know, making certain that the message matches how and where and the platform, et cetera, all those details of where the user came from. Um, share some more best practices because I think this is very useful and obviously very applicable for our listeners. You know, a couple of, uh, couple of more things uh, really. So uh, I spoke about language in the beginning, right? Uh, I think uh, there's a far more nuanced way in which this works in India. So India is essentially not a land of languages. It's a land actually of dialects, right? So for each language, there are multiple dialects. Every 50 odd kilometers, uh, even for the same language, dialect changes, right? Idioms change, uh, uh, dialects change. And I think uh, those are some of the things we've just about realized. And this came about uh, from our live streams where, uh, and, and, and even the pre-recorded videos, because a lot of the girls who uh, create content for us are in smaller towns. And we realized that when these girls were speaking in their local dialect and those videos were being consumed by people who understood those dialects, the uh, engagement and sales were much higher, right? Uh, once we realized that, we've now, just about now, uh, the results are still not out, we've started using even dialects uh, in, in the way things are spoken in the notifications itself, right? And I think the early experiment, we've done two experiments and that's kind of been successful and now we're looking at kind of scaling that. So I think one can even go beyond language and look at dialects to get uh, better notifications going. I think the other thing is, like I mentioned, uh, obviously, you know, different notifications for people who came organically or through paid marketing. There's also this entire you know, science behind emoticon analysis, right? And how emoticons work. And I think mm -hmm. that's something, again, we are working with CleverTap on and how uh, one can use uh, smarter notifications using emoticons for better impact. Uh, how can you use content and sentiment analysis to do finer, you know, notifications? The other thing is on, even on repeat visits, right? Uh, people who come uh, repeatedly to you or come the second or third time, they react very differently to different types of notifications. So I think there's, there's, there's just so much to do if one goes deeper into notifications and 
like I said, notifications are extremely important. It's a great way to re-engage users. And that's why we have, you know, spending so much of time and effort and money, obviously, on, on trend pop optimizing. Mm-hmm. It's interesting with the emoticons. I've heard a lot about that. You know, emojis, we are we are just scratching the surface because it's it's playful, it's fun. To your point, it's relatable. You know, these are some important points. And and it's all about people at the end of the day, right? People and communication. And you are also building very much a platform for people. I'd just like to hear briefly, you know, how else you're interacting with them because you're also allowing them to basically make a living in really tough times. Absolutely. You know, uh, it's very unfortunate, but uh, uh, female employment in India, uh, despite a growing economy, is actually down, right? It's, it's, it's our worst that it's ever been uh, in terms of uh, female employment in the workforce, right? And obviously, uh, the reasons are uh, there's, there's, there's still social taboo around working outside. Uh, in, in some cases, it's, it's even unsafe, and that's what keeps uh, women at home. This becomes a great opportunity for them to earn. They don't have to step out. Uh, we onboard them through a host app. We verify them. Uh, we train them. Uh, we categorize them by uh, uh, by the kind of products they should sell. Uh, they can choose those products. The products get shipped to their home. And they create content and either, like I said, distribute it on social media or and give it to us. And they earn sitting at home, right? And now we've actually started incentivizing them on sales. So now they get a commission on every sale. And the beauty is that till the video is live on our platform or on social media, which is typically a product is around for three to four months, uh, apparel may be shorter, life cycles for gadgets, it could be longer, etc. cetera. Uh, they earn on sales for perpetuity, right? As long as that video is there and it's, uh, and it's getting us sales, they earn a commission on that, right? Uh, and this then for some of them becomes either the only or a fairly substantial source of income and an important part of the household income. So I think that's really one of our mission is to, uh, you know, enable and engage these communities, especially women who are at home. And even if they can't go out to work, we are bringing work to them. And and this is this is good work, right? This is, this is like a sales job sitting at home. Uh, so it's not just about creating, you know, TikTok con- content about creating content which sells is creating content which is more infotainment uh, mm-hmm. so yeah that uh, that's i think a uh, uh, lot of girls are recognizing that and uh, organically we onboarding tons and tons of these girls uh, who are becoming sellers now with us mm-hmm. well it sounds like one of those you know those those ecosystems where everyone benefits it's great work that you're doing i'll love to hear more about it in fact full disclosure i'll even be checking this out and writing something i think at forbes because it's just one of those exciting companies a lot of interesting lessons as well and uh, the fact that you're succeeding where other companies such as amazon aren't is also very interesting i'm sure therefore that our audience would like to maybe connect with you they might not have businesses in india but they might want to learn from your best practices or just say hi. So what's the best way to stay in touch with you? Uh, they can uh, they can WhatsApp me. Okay. Uh, they can email me, Sachin at bulbul.tv. Uh, fairly simple. Uh, I'm fairly quick at answering my email. So yeah, Sachin at bulbul.tv works the best. S-A-C-H-I-N at the rate bulbul, B-U-L-B-U-L dot TV, TV. And we'll have, of course, all of those in the show notes as well. Sachin, I just want to thank you so much for sharing your story today. Thank you also for being on the show. Thank you. Thanks, Peggy. I appreciate this. Thanks a lot. 
And of course, Sachin has shared his journey and to help marketers and organizations as they re-enter the market post-COVID-19, CleverTap spotlights the stories and strategies of experts at leading brands such as Disney Plus Hotstar, AppSpire, Vonage, Dineout, Times Internet, many more. You can register and watch this webinar series on demand by going to clevertap.com forward slash reimagine growth. And if you want to keep up with me throughout the week, find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence, you can email me, Peggy, Peggy at mobilegroove.com. You can also check out this and all early episodes of our show by going to WMR.FM and find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. So until next time, remember, every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. Keep well, stay safe, and see you soon. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications at TryLifeMD.com? We're now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. It's fun to put on jeans that you couldn't get into six months ago. Every morning, I look forward to getting on the scale. For anybody who's struggling with their weight, it's a godsend. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at trylifemd.com. That's T R Y L I F E M D.com.